Matthew chapter 24 and verse 4. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. I could stop there and preach about that for a little bit, because that's incredibly important. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many... Be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many and because of iniquity shall abound the love of many shall wax cold but he but he but he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations and then shall the end come and in verse 6 just the last part of that verse but the end is not yet the end is not yet say that with me the end is not yet Amen. Jesus, I pray that you'd help me today to speak, Lord, not just from my heart, not just from my mind, not just from my mouth, but Lord, let me speak by your spirit. Lord God, I pray that it would be seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Lord, something to strengthen us today and Lord, strengthen us in the days to come. Lord, speak to us today. Give us wisdom, Lord. Let the spirit of wisdom, Lord, rest upon us and help us, Lord Jesus, know your will in all things. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. The end is not yet. The world we live in has been given a particularly unique perspective. We have, as members of the human race, been given a common perception that's been true since Adam and Eve walked in the garden in the cool of the day. I see with my two eyes. I'm looking at you, Sister Lalani. I see right here from six. I'm six two, so lower down about four inches. At about five ten, I see everything five feet ten inches from the ground. That's my perspective. Now. Now, now uh, Summer Grace, she sees the world in a different perspective. She's about her view is about two foot from the ground, and she sees everything. These pews look much bigger to her than they do me. But however, though the the height from the ground may be different, the general perspective that you were born with and even possess today is 
is common to man and woman. We have we are experiencing what they have experienced since there was mankind on the earth. We see through our two eyes. Now I know that's deep in revelation, but in this generation we have an ability to see things that previous generations could not see. I could pull up on my phone and look at Google Earth and I could not just see the roads and where they connect to I-20 and connect to, to I-55 and how they can take me to Raymond. I could see I could see all the way down to street uh, houses on a street or I could zoom out. Hey, how many of you done this? You zoom out and zoom out zoom out until till it's just one big blue ball right no other time was that possible while you sit in this building if you did I know no one ever gets distracted on their phones during church just hypothetically I'm sure somewhere in time someone in the midst of services got distracted by their phone right it is possible to, to view things. Now today, we have, we have the uh, opportunity to get drone video. Brother uh, Brandon Turner has a, a credit, probably has a better one now. Uh, uh, he, he can fly his drone all the way up to the campground, fly around and look at stuff from sitting on this lot. We got a, we got one of them really special. And he did a drone footage coming up from uh, Spring Ridge toward Byram and flew in. Uh, on, on the church of the, loca the location of the church and zoomed in and he gave us an incredible perspective of the church and, and even now even though he did that two years ago I can go back and I can find that file and though it's two years ago I can go I can go see what was captured I, 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 I've said this and I probably should find another thing to say but I watch YouTube one of my favorite things to watch is there's a guy by the name of Mark Felton and he does history videos of World War II and so he has little little small seven ten minute clips of various battles or various airplanes and and all the things that may have happened during leading up to after World War II and I find that interesting and and I'm able to pull that up and he has pictures and videos of these long time ago views and I can listen and learn not just from the text in a book but I could see the person I can hear the audio I can see the bullets and the bombs and all the stuff that happened and that is unique to our time and it's become even more accelerated I I, I know you may not know this but I like to take pictures and 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 because I've been doing that since there's been social media and I've been prone to post those pictures on social media and social media has been around for about 14 years and so almost every day I'll have a memory and it was from 13 years ago or 10 years ago or last year and 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 in a moment I can be translated to years ago that that's that's unique to this time it's it's a perspective that is unique but but of all the technology that's been invented they, 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 they can capture and restore and replay and uh, uh, slow motion and pause all the things that are happening and have happened but there is one technology 
that will never be possessed and never be created by humanity. And it is the ability to see the end. We can't know uh, the person, the people, the industry that is most tasked with seeing the future to have a channel with their name on it. It's called the Weather Channel. And, and, and every time they, uh, I, I hate to say every time, but it seems like every time they say there's a cyclone coming, a hurricane coming, a tornado coming, unless it's there, they don't really know. They can't really predict the future. And the challenge is the one time you don't pay attention to them will be the time the storm shows up and you have no bread and milk. These would be sad, sad days, right? The end, the end is, is a perspective that it does fascinate us, but there is no technology that is available to us that gives us the ability to, to see how things are going to work out. Uh, we, we don't know how many children uh, Sister Naomi's going to have, but we believe those things will come, right? We, we don't know... Uh, 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 whether Brother Sean's going to get to keep his hair or not. Right? Right? I th always thought when I was young, I was going to be bald-headed. My dad's bald-headed. His dad was bald-headed. Uh, my, 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 my grandfathers were bald-headed. I just assumed I was going to lose my hair. And so far, so good. I did notice it's thinning right here. Y'all pray for me. Y'all pray for me. I've heard there's some miracle stuff I can rub on my head. Might fill it in. I've seen where you can get some spray paint and it'll, it'll help too. <laughs> we, we don't know what's going to happen. I didn't know uh, when, when I got married I would have three sons. I had a dream uh, when we were dating and I dreamed we had a red-headed little baby girl. Which tells me dreams can lie. Hallelujah. Amen. I probably will have a red-headed granddaughter one day. Hallelujah. Not, a, not rushing anyone, hallelujah. All in good time, cats and dogs, they work for now. Amen. The end. We, we don't have the capacity to see the future, but there is something inside of us that wants to know the future. You see, uh, at times you see billboards, uh, 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 palms read, and, and uh, dreams interpreted. In fact, across the street, they may be the worst unsuccessful palm reader in all of America. It's usually you've got you've got all kinds of vehicles out front and travel trailers. They they know how to rip people off, tell them in the future this one's must be really bad because they don't have anything out front they've gotten from people. <laughs> I had that thought the other day. I said, well at least they're not successful. I'm cra I'm not crazy about having a palm reader across the street. But she's not a very good one, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> The end. We we desire to. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Ha ha. It's okay to laugh at your own jokes. For me, I'm usually the only one that gets to laugh at them. So, just everybody can't just appreciate such humor. Hallelujah. But I would say to you that the only thing that we possess that accurately portrays the future is the Word of God. The Word of God is a lens from which we can view and understand some really big ideas of what will take place in the days to come. This morning as I 
literally in my waking moments, I turned on my Bible app and I'm reading through the Bible this year and it was the last part of the book of Job. I'll confess, I've read the book of Job many times and I just skipped reading the book of Job this year. I read the first part of the book of Job and I read the last part of the book of Job. But the book of Job, there's a lot of things in there that aren't true. The Bible's true, but it records things Job's friends saying that aren't true. The Lord says what you said isn't true, right? And so, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of moaning, complaining, uh, 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 criticizing. And I just, I just decided to, I've read that. But this morning, it was the conclusion of the matter. A lot of times when people think about Job, they think about the beginning of the book of Job. Right? Uh, Satan comes and, and destroys his life. Satan comes and takes away his donkeys and his camels and his house falls down and his children die and, and, and he's, got, he's covered from head to toe with, with, with boils and, and this is terrible. We think about, oh, poor Job, and rightfully so. I believe it's in what happened to him was for our benefit. The things were written aforetime were written for our learning that we through faith might have hope. We read the book of Job and realize uh, that, that what happened in the first book, first chapter in Job, it is instructive. You learn about how, how God thinks and how Satan works. You learn about, about how we can live a life that can protect us from a lot of things Satan would try to do. But at the end of the day, when everything had fallen away and when he was left with nothing, the Bible says that, that Job worshipped God. Man, I hope that that would be true of me if I lost everything. I thank God I haven't had to, I hadn't had to go through what Job did. But the, he gives us a, a plan. He gives us a lesson. Hey, when bad things happen, worship God. Amen. Worship God because things are going to work out. You turn to the back of the book of Job, and the Bible says that at the end of Job's trial, he had double what he had before the trial began. And I can read the back of the book of Job and know it doesn't matter how bad things look now. Don't give up. You can't see the future. You can't order the future. You can't pull it up on Google Earth. You can't. You can't uh, find it on Wikipedia, but, but, but be strong in the Lord and worship God in the middle of the trial because the end is not yet. The end has not come yet. Amen. I was reading in the book of Revelation, Revelations chapter 5, uh, the scripture talks about how that, that there was a, there's the lamb that was slain. Over and over again, the lamb that was slain. The lamb that was slain. And that, that doesn't seem like a, a very positive picture. A lamb that was slain. A, a suffering lamb. A bleeding lamb. A, 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 a lamb. A lamb doesn't pro, produce in our heart this awe of strength. Amen. I, I've watched some things and you see the the amazing uh, ability of other animals to be predators, but a lamb, of all the things that are prey, the lamb is prey. But the scripture shows us that in the end, 
that Jesus Christ is not just a lamb that was slain, but he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Amen. And there's a lot of times things that happen in our life. We can identify with the suffering of Christ. But let me tell you, one day you're going to be able to, to rejoice in the victory of the lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah because he has overcame whatever it is you may be going through. Amen. Imagine how, how challenging it was for the disciples. They had left their nets. They had left their jobs. They had left their careers. They had, they had put their whole life on hold to follow this rabbi, this teacher, this worker of miracles. And they listened to his teaching, were amazed at his wisdom. They, they, their mind was blown at his miracles. And for three years they walked with him. They were expecting that they would be rulers in the coming kingdom. One of their mothers said, said can my son, one of my sons sit on your right hand and my other son sit on your left hand when you come into the kingdom? And, 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 and the, the Jesus set her straight, you don't understand what's going on. And ultimately, can you imagine how devastating it had to be when they saw the person they'd put all their hopes in to, betray, to be betrayed by the person it seemed Jesus trusted the most. Jesus had 12 disciples. And Jesus chose one of them to carry the money. The one that carried the bag. The one that was given the responsibility to be sure they had what they needed to do, what they needed to do. And the person, it seems, that Jesus trusted the most sold to Jesus, betrayed Jesus, and they scattered and just a few days later, they see Jesus judged. I have no doubt that they were in the crowd. They're watching from the, the corners of the crowd. And they see all these people Jesus had come to be a, a, a king, a savior to. And they, with a voice, they lifted up their voice and said, We don't want Jesus. We want Barabbas, this murderer. We, we don't want Jesus. We want this, 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 this felon. We, we don't want Jesus. It's hard to imagine this man that had never done any wrong to anyone. That this mob of a crowd, you got to be careful when the crowd is saying a bunch of stuff. The crowd is usually wrong. Amen. You see this spirit in the world today that's bubbling up. Amen. They're calling for blood. They're calling for violence. They're calling for this. And they're calling for that. Be careful. Don't be swayed with the spirit of the crowd. Because the spirit of crowd could cause you to reject God and his work in your life. And there they just they, they, they rejected Jesus. They didn't just reject him and say, Why don't you go 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 down to Rome? No. They said, uh, crucify him. How I just put myself, put yourself in the the feet of those men and those followers, they'd seen Jesus do these things. They knew his heart. He was such a good man. He was a miraculous man. He, he was special. There's something about Jesus. And they saw him 
they, 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 they witnessed him. They, they heard the story as they took him and, 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 and they took him to that hill, Golgotha, and they, they, they put him on that cross and, and one by one they nailed each hand into the cross with a, with a heavy spike and they, 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 with a heavy spike they put it through his feet, his, his, his uh, ankle bones, whatever it was that they had, they, 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 they nailed it all the way through the bone and the tissue and, and it had to be secure enough to hold the weight of a man. They put it all the way up there and therefore a spectacle. Jesus was raised up from the ground and people gambled for his clothes. They, they, they mocked him and said, if you be the Christ, come down from the cross. And ultimately, the hope of these people, they said he's the Messiah. John the Baptist said, this is the Lamb of God. They watched him die. And they lovingly, how hard was it for his followers that took him down from the cross and they lovingly wrapped his dead body in linen and spices and, and they took him. Jesus didn't have a a prepaid burial plan. He didn't have a place to be buried. And so one of the followers who had had his own burial crypt, they took his body and they laid it in the tomb. And they rolled the stone in front of it. And, and, and because of all the things Jesus said, they said, you know, we need to be sure we secure this, this, this tomb. And so, so they, they set a guard, a, a, a watch of guards around the tomb. They sealed the rock in place. The Bible tells us that the disciples, the disciples were hiding. Somebody knocks on the door a few days later. One of the ladies said, hey, hey, I just saw Jesus. They run, Peter and, and, and John, they run to the tomb. They thought it was the end. Wouldn't you think it's the end? You saw Jesus die. You saw him suffer. You saw him rejected. No doubt they walked by the tomb and they saw the exclamation point of this is the end. But if I could go stand in the, 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 that room where the, the, the fearful disciples were and I could speak to them from a, a perspective of someone that is living in the future, I would say, hey, Peter, the end is not yet. Hey, Simon, the, the end is not yet. Hey, John, the end is not yet. And I say that to you, amen, not just in your current circumstance, but there will be circumstances that happen in your life and you will feel like it is the end. It is over. I want to let you hear me say this, amen, and carry it with you from this place, amen. When it looks like the battle is over, the end is not yet, amen. It doesn't matter how far they've drifted. It doesn't matter what they have declared and even denying the Lord. Amen. The end is not yet. As long as there is breath to be breathed, there is hope for the soul. And I'm telling you, hold on, baby. Amen. The end is not yet. Amen. I'm glad today that the book of Revelation just doesn't just show Jesus as the lamb that was slain. I'm thankful that he is 
the lamb that was slain. I'm thankful that he shed his precious blood for my, 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 my corrupting, uh, defiling, horrible things I've thought and things I've said and things I've done. Amen. I couldn't die for my own sins because I'm a sinner. But God, amen, showed his love toward us that in that while we were yet in sin, Christ died say that with me for me for me for me for me amen and I'm glad to know he's not just the forgiver of my sins he's not just the redeemer of my soul but he is my victory amen <laughs> what's the Bible say looking unto Jesus what's it say the author and the finisher of my faith Amen. I saw where someone wrote recently that if they were to write their own story, there's many other things that were said, but it really gripped my mind. Amen. You know, you we can't really write our own story because our story's not over. As long as you can pick up a pen and scribble on a piece of paper, you may be able to say what has happened, but you don't know what will happen. Amen. And I just want to encourage you today. I want to encourage you today. Hold on to the hand of the Lord. Amen. Look towards your shepherd. Amen. Because I want to encourage you. Yea, though he though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Everybody say through. Though I walk through the valley. Amen. There's going to be a lot of valleys that come in your life. But just keep on walking through. Don't stop in the middle of the valley don't stop in the middle of a shadow keep walking, keep loving keep praying, keep giving keep worshiping, don't let anybody be an offense to you don't let anybody hurt your feelings and cause you to lose your way amen, you live very long you're going to get offended in fact, if you wait long enough, I'm going to do it yes, yes, because I'm a man, hallelujah that's my wife hallelujah how many times has she had to forgive me for saying just really? In fact, when we first started dating, we talked about stuff I've said. <laughs> I'm, I, I do think I'm getting better, right? Well, you don't have to say anything. I do think I'm getting better. She doesn't have to give any commentary here. But, but she has chosen to forgive me and love me in spite of the fact I don't always say things just right. Why? Because she loves me right she loves me how many people in your life if you were to cut them off because they did something really dumb or mean to you would there be anybody left in your life if you did that to everybody would I have anybody in my life if everybody did that to me no I, I, it really stood out to me as I read the text in Matthew the Bible says many shall be offended don't don't allow things that go wrong and people that are evil and people that may be unwise and things that happen that, that go against our ideas. Don't let it, don't let it, don't let it become a, a wound you never let heal. I mean, you've got to let it heal. You've got to let it go. You've got you to gotta forgive and release and pray. and Lord God, I don't love them enough completely, Lord, but help me to love them like I'm supposed to. Amen. Amen. I'm done. Hallelujah. Amen.
end of Job 41, I said I was done. I was telling a story. <laughs> At the end of the book of Job, Job 41, after all of his friends talk and Job talks, they're having this long conversation, uh, accusing Job, Job defending himself, Job complaining that he was ever born. You know, I thought it was interesting. It stood out to me while I was reading the first part of Job. Job never said anything wrong, and he didn't complain until the Bible says his friends came and they looked at him for seven days and didn't say a word. And that's when Job started complaining. What his friends did or did not do hurt him more than what really happened. That's, what spar that's where the spring of complaint came, was because his friends disappointed him. Ooh, think about that for a minute. In, in the last part of the book of Job, the Lord begins to speak to Job, and the Lord begins to explain something called the Leviathan. I'm not going to read it all to you. If it sounds interesting to you, you can go read it. But in my opinion, the Lord is describing what many people would, would call a, a dinosaur. A, uh, it would be defined as some people today in science would call it a prehistoric being. I believe it was a living beast that the world was aware of. In the book of Job, it talks about the behemoth. I mean, you just hear it, read it, it sounds like a, a brontosaurus, the way it's described. But this beast, the Leviathan, it describes what you've seen in, in uh, uh, various pictures. It's this, this creature that, that breathes out fire, that, that has scales like armor, and goes through, and the, the Lord goes through and describes it and says, You cannot contend with the Leviathan. You can't kill it by putting arrows in it. You can't, you can't wrestle with it. This thing is bigger than you. And he he attributes that thing to being Satan, to being evil. He says, he said, when you're dealing with the Leviathan, this is what the Lord says, put your hand upon it, remember the battle, and do no more. What's that mean? The devil is defeated. I've read the back of the book. And I know that in the end, the accuser of the brethren is cast down. Come on, somebody. Amen. That, 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 that spirit that's been trying to steal, kill, and destroy your children, your home, your life, your family, even your own soul, the devil has done everything to take you out. I want you to remember the battle. Jesus Christ is victorious over death hell and the grave can I say he's victorious over the Leviathan and it doesn't matter what's going on remember this the end is not yet but I know the end I know who is the Alpha and the Omega I know who is the beginning and the end I may not know the end what's going to happen in the end but I know who will be at the end and he's somebody that loves me he's someone that's for me he's someone that will fight with me and so just keep on holding on just stand together